Hello and welcome to season two of From Across the Pond. Woohoo! Are we excited? Yes. Yes, we're back with a new season. A new season of talking about stuff that happens from across the pond. And that's the pond between the UK and the Netherlands. And from Mm -hmm. the Netherlands life, it's me, Bram, and who's from across the pond from me. And from the United Kingdom, it is James. Yeah. Congratulations on your Oscar win, by the way. Or your Welsh Oscar win. For our for our Welsh star Anthony Hopkins, yep. Yeah. I didn't know he, I didn't know he was Welsh. Yeah, I actually didn't feature him in our episode we did, did I? The Wales yeah. versus Netherlands one. Should have put him in there. So how is things going? Because it's been a while since we've recorded. Yep, it's going good. COVID still very much locked down. Um still. <laughs> somewhat. Yep. So that's still fun. Um However, some stores are opening up and stuff now, so yeah, that's good. But um, we still really can't really see people. It's kind of a bit stupid. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, work's going good and stuff. And I'm back on YouTube again, like quite a lot. So I'm enjoying that. So yeah. Did we already talk about your new channel in the last episode? I'm not sure anymore. I don't think we did. No, I don't know. Don't think we did. So you want to do a plug? Yeah, okay. So um, I started a new YouTube channel uh, alongside my vlogging channel, main channel, which I do like tech stuff on sometimes, but mainly vlogs. But my second channel is called Movies with James, which I guess applies to this episode. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm reviewing movies. I'm watching movies I never would have watched before. And then I'm also re-watching movies and revisiting stuff. But I'm super excited to get into, um, you know, buying blu-rays and unboxings in the future and stuff and yeah this this thing's planned things on order so i'm pretty excited for the videos nice man nice um, so yeah if, any, if anyone does want to find the channel it's youtube.com slash movies with james i'll go there i've actually watched some of your videos some of your reviews and they were quite good thank you thank you i i'm, I'm i will say this now i am very much a i don't know not a basic um reviewer but let's just say i'm not really that in depth um but i get better i'm watching reviewers as well to to get tips on all that so i think as i'm, I'm get as i'll go i'll get better so it's a journey nice we're, we're all watching we're all watching Whoop. um yeah over here covid is still uh it's still raining upon us although the stores have reopened and like you can like sit outside and have some drinks so that's nice uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's just not really much has changed in my life since the last time we record. Except one thing, but we're going to talk mm. about that in the news uh, section. But I'm going to give you the honors with what is your news of the week? Uh, so my news of the week is um, quite exciting because I'm heading on a trip tomorrow. I'm actually Ooh. traveling for, for Monday to Friday. So it's kind of a thing for next week, but I think we're getting ready for today. Taking a week off work, getting out of the house. Um, yeah, it's going to be nice just to travel, go somewhere different and um, take a break, which we're allowed to do. So that's nice. And where um, are you going? Uh, so it's only um, it's a place called Western Supermay in England. It's about an hour's drive, hour and a half drive, um, like a seaside resort type place. Um, we're staying in a caravan, so like a motorhome, mobile home thing. They call a happy RVs. <laughs> Yeah, type thing. So, um, yeah, the weather looks to be terrible, so we're <laughs> probably just going to chill out. But it'll be nice to have no internet and stuff like that in a way because, you know, we've, we've been stuck in the house and having internet and just, like, you know, not, not on our phone, swiping constantly. So yeah. we're taking board games and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, instead of being locked in our house, we should be locked in a caravan. So. You're <laughs> but still locked get, up. It's that trip, though. It's again in the car, you know, again in the car for an hour. You know, I got my switch light and stuff and to, to try mm. out on the road and stuff like that. So there's things that, you know, I, I haven't I've bought and I haven't been able to use AirPods Max and stuff. So I'm excited to just get out and try things yeah. in the real world. So, you know, sad in it, but, you know. <laughs> well, that's, that so, yeah. seems nice. Seems nice yeah, so that's my again. trip. And I think next weekend when we record, because obviously we record on the weekends, I'll be able to, I'll be just back from the trip. So I'll be able to say what board games we played and <laughs> how bad the weather was so that's going to be a theme of the next episode with board games <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be well up i'll be welcome caught up with all them then so uh 
So yeah, what about what about you? What's your thing uh, of the week? Well, my news of the week is I upgraded my uh, setup, uh, and that's my work slash hobby setup. I previously was uh, using an iMac to like record these type of shows and do my work, and I had a MacBook Pro for on the go. It was like the uh, the, the low end model with like the one point four gigahertz chip. Ooh, that that didn't sound too good. You're only recording a podcast and something falls, and I had no idea oh. what it was. I, I hope it wasn't Anyways. anything breakable. Mm, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no problem. But I was looking at I, I, I wanted to have like one computer, like one computer for on the go, one computer for at home, and I wanted to, it to be powerful but also kind of lightweight. And I'm a Mac user, so I upgraded and I upgraded to the M1 chip. And the computer I chose was a MacBook Air. So, and I got a, a second display from Philips, which is also a bit of hometown pride. Why I got that? Because it originated from here. So I'm now doing my work on a M1 MacBook Air, and it's so far it's been it's been a while since I've been this impressed with like any type of technology. Like, mm. I, I I I've I've recorded a podcast on Friday. Uh, well, I got the computer on Friday. And just when I had everything installed, I was doing a podcast, so live video calling, live recording. After that, installing some apps, downloading music, watching some YouTube, doing some work. And today actually is the first time I plugged it into charts, and it was at 50%. So like just half of the battery life gone with like so much work. And even now, like we're recording... Uh, logic is running and the computer isn't even hot it's 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 not even warm it's it's like cool it's like <laughs> mine by the way is i'm trying to move my microphone away from mine because the fan is just going insane <laughs> yeah like, Get away. yeah that, that's, really hot. that's the crazy thing about it this the, the macbook air doesn't even have a fan and it's like mm. like when i like touch the palm rest when i was on my macbook pro they were like hot and this is like it's not even warm. It's just like room temperature. Like it's like same how it is when it's turned off. It's like I'm so mm. I'm so impressed with it. And even like That's opening op- it, it opens Final Cut in like under five seconds, and you can do your mm. workflow in 4K, and it works. It's like man, I'm really impressed so far. Yeah, because you went from two machines to one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I so. wanted to like have one for mobile work and uh, local work. Because mm. that was one of my problems and one of my risks with having two Macs was before there was things that I was doing on my iMac and it was on my, say, on my desktop on there. And then I'd go on my MacBook and this was before iCloud, obviously the iCloud feature. But I'd go on my MacBook and then it wouldn't be there and I'm like, I was on there. And it's like, I'm so used to, you know, having two Macs was always sometimes a bit of a nightmare. I guess you had the same issues or is one of the reasons why you went from two to one just to simplify the setup or... Yeah, well, also, like, because I also use my personal laptop for work. Mm. So I was sometimes like, like, oh, where's this Where's this project? Oh, it's still on my computer at home. Or yeah. And then when I was at work and I was, like, editing videos, it was like the fan was kicking in. It was like a on my desk. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of done yeah. with this. So yeah. I wanted one powerful laptop and the M1 just suits it perfectly. So nothing in the fall. No purchases in the fall on a Mac front. Uh, not on the Mac front. No. I am still debating. I, I I really like the iPhone Mini, so maybe the iPhone mm. 13 Mini, if I can get a good deal on my current phone. But uh, n- not much Apple stuff in this year. I got AirTags. I've ordered an Apple TV, so I'm all updated. Good. I know you have ordered a bit more than me, so <laughs> yeah, I've ordered just a little bit. Um, basically everything for youtube uh to try to try out and one of the iMacs as well which i'm excited to try m1 for the first time albeit to try it out uh, i'm waiting for the bigger iMac myself i know you had the same laptop as me and fans were in a way yeah yep <laughs> but uh no i'll get one one day i'm just waiting for that bigger iMac and hopefully the ipad as well which i've ordered is uh has m1 but for different reasons it won't be as good for uh the software side of things so we'll see We'll see. June's a big month for me with the iPad. Yeah. Let's just say. That's four WWDC. weeks away. Good yeah, God. So <laughs> Good much God. June. Maybe I should hold off buying mine and just get someone to return it. <laughs> I don't really want the iPad. <laughs> that you might know? be a good thing to do, actually. Mm. 
Like, wait wow. for what the announcements at WWDC is going to be, and then... Because mm. the iPad, if, there's, if they don't change the iPad software to be more pro-focused or, I guess, productivity-friendly, then it's still the same old I- damn iPad with an M1 chip. Yeah, that's what I find a weird thing about it. Like, I have the iPad from last year, the 2021, and it's still... It's more than powerful enough, but I can't work with it just because yeah. the OS is doesn't work as good for me at least like with multitasking as a mac or even windows does they shot themselves in the foot with the the ipad though anyway this isn't an apple episode we're getting deep into this (laughs) so we need to pull ourselves back we're gonna get in another uh, big brand um Mm -hmm. it's almost may the fourth so we're gonna talk about star wars today yes might have heard of it well at the time of upload maybe it'll be may the (laughs) fourth It, yeah, it may be, yeah, yeah, that's yes. true. You're correct. It's an exciting day, but not an exciting day. For, well, I guess you don't actually have May the 4th officially where you are, <laughs> do you? No, it's like over here on May the 4th. It's normally where we um, we remember the, the people who died in World War II. So <laughs> it's always a bit of a somber day. Like in the evening, you have like one minute of silence. Mm. And that's why there's almost never like an active promotion for May the 4th because it's... It might be insensitive to like celebrate a story that even has war in the title on the day where we remember the people who died in a war. So hmm. over here, it's yeah. never that's like even like with like the Bad Batch, which is coming out everywhere in the world on May fourth. I believe it's releasing May fifth over here because of those reasons. Yeah, that happened with the Star Wars titles that got added to Disney Plus. I believe last year was it? Was it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that also came a day later. Hmm. Yeah, now obviously in the UK we, we get it quite quite big, especially in London. Um, Star Wars Day, and when the stores are open like normal, the Disney stores they have these big promos and all that stuff goes on. So um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited though, but I'm not really going to be enjoying it because COVID and I'm away. I don't even think there's a Disney store where I'm going. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I actually cleaned up a lot of my merchandise that I had. I was kind of not interested anymore, so I also mm. won't be buying anything. So in that regard, we won't have much to say, but I think we have much to say about our love for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've prepared some questions. And the first one I want to ask you is, how did you get into Star Wars? Mm, like, how did question. it originate? Well, I think with a lot of people, it's probably their parents, especially our age. Um, or maybe maybe not our age but the good thing about the three different trilogies I think is they cover three different generations of ages so my, my parents my dad mainly got me into obviously the the trilogy the original trilogy um, loved them absolutely loved them growing up had all had some of the toys and you know all that stuff but then it was really Phantom Menace you know growing up as a young kid getting to the, go to the, the cinema to see them I remember coming out of the cinema quite late with my uncle my dad my brother I remember my brother saying it was boring <laughs> you know and I was like no I loved it you know I was obsessed from mm-hmm. leaving the theatre seeing Darth Maul and all that and and then you know obviously the, watching the other ones again then constantly because I remember <laughs> I actually remember like that week after just like watching like the three of them just on loop and then like wait hoping that the other one would come out on video and VHS then when I you know to um to watch which I've still got to this day my mm. episode one VHS um yeah loved loved them but I think it originated from my parents you know and, and as I said the three different trilogies cut from three different generations you've got kids now who watched who Ray would be their idol and yeah. you know Finn and, and all that Poe so you know it's it, it's it's nice it's nice so yeah I think my parents got me into it what about yourself uh, well, also my parents, but not because they were fans. Like, I remember, uh, what I remember is that, like, my mom, we, she sometimes brought a movie from the video store. And one time she brought The Phantom Menace. So I guess that was around 2000. So I was four years old at the time. And, or maybe, I don't, I don't know when it was. Because I remember, like, going to toy stores and there was still Phantom Menace merchandise available. So... I don't know how that works, but I guess we're 1999, 2000. Like, it, it was on VHS and they brought it from the video stores. They said, oh, people are talking about this Star Wars thing. Maybe you'll like it. 
uh, well, I liked it. Like ever since then, I've been like a fan. Like I, I can't remember like a time before it. So I saw Phantom Menace on video and Attack of the Clones. I actually saw on cinema. So that was my first cinematic film. And I also mm. remember like the original trilogy when it came on TV. Like my grandmother, she I believe my grandmother did it. Yeah, she like recorded. Um, the original trilogy on VHS, like with the the TV recorder. Yeah. So uh, for the longest time, I saw the original trilogy in like very crappy TV versions. With like she like paused the recording when the commercials came on, and she resumed when the commercials were over. So <laughs> th- those were like my first versions of like the original tri- trilogy I saw for the longest time, actually, until I got the DVD box set. So that's how I got into it. Like I, I just loved it. I loved Phantom Menace. I, I love Darth. I, I, I found Darth Maul scary, and like I liked Obi Wan, liked Qui Gon, and then yeah. throughout the prequel trilogy, I was still a fan. And even like after the trilogy, I kept being a fan. I just always loved it. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. Disney bought it, I was like very uh, enthusiastic about it, and I, I loved all those films as well. I'm just mm. yeah. Yeah, same. I think I remember the news on Disney Boy. I was in the, I was working in the cinema, and um, I just remember being my mate Reese, who was just obsessed with Star Wars, and he saw the news and was just like crying when they announced that they're announcing another trilogy type thing, a sequel to the six episode six. It's just like whoa. I find you it know. so hard to like realize it's like episode seven. Like wow, what, mm. what does it mean? What's going to be? And like yeah. I, I, I honestly, th- I, I personally honestly thought that they would, if if they were going to buy Star Wars, they wouldn't have continued Episode Seven. They would have just been like, we're buying the IP, but we're gonna, you know, just go off on our own, do another thing, prequel of the of the the movies, or even yeah. hundred years later type thing. You know, I I'm all for it. I love the the, the sequel trilogy. Um, absolutely loved it. Yeah, me and too. I know you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I love the prequel trilogy as well. That's also I take a lot of nostalgia because those yeah. were the ones I saw as a kid. But still, it's like Same. I don't find them as bad. Phantom Man is actually my favorite prequel one. Maybe that's because like it's the mm. most nostalgic Star Wars yeah. film for me, like from all nine yeah. films. I wouldn't but say also, it's my favorite. I'd say it's my second favorite after Revenge of the Sith because like, I got some really good memories of that. Well, I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> me and my brother uh, used to play that so many times, you know. Well, yeah, that's Anakin. the thing for me. Revenge of the Sith has kind of been ruined for me because of all the memes. It's like, yeah, the film is yeah. more a meme now than a movie, <laughs> I love it, so I to say. love it. Um, but while talking about favorites, that's another question. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? I think the first one I ever watched was Empire, believe it or not. wasn't the right way around but who watches them the right way they didn't even release them the right way yeah, around you know, four five six <laughs> one two three yeah seven four and a no. half eight four dot seventy five nine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so no i think episode five was my favorite but one being the first movie and i remember being a kid i remember my dad watching it lying on the set he watching it i remember the hoff um uh 8080s you know with the i remember just being hooked as a kid mm-hmm. and i think i must have been eight seven Maybe even six. My dad just said I just sat there for hours. I just stayed at it. <laughs> and I loved it. And I used to do the like, like Vader and stuff. I was obsessed yeah. with it. And, and I didn't really understand at the time. I was that young. I didn't really know. And um, I didn't really know what it was. But yeah, episode five would probably be my favorite favorite. Um, and even now I watch it and just everything about it. Like It's hard to believe sometimes that it was made in the yeah. 80s. They pioneered so much good stuff. Yeah in it you know and I, even now with the movie channel I'm watching films that are, I watch Top Gun and you know it wasn't as you know it, it, I thought it came up before Star Wars but it didn't it came uh, up like 8 years after 80s. and it's you know yeah but it's not as I I was like shocked to find out that like Star Wars did so much in so so long in so you know so many years before so um, yeah, for that reason I think episode 5 is my hands down my favourite of all of them yeah, for me, it switches a lot. Like, sometimes episode five, but I also have just a fondness of A New Hope. Just because mm-hmm. it's the original one, it started everything, and it's also like, for me, like, I can't watch Empire without first watching A New Hope most of the time. Yeah. I, mean, I think A New Hope is, like, probably one of, one of, if not the most influential movie of the last 50 to 60 years. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So if just just for its place in like movie history, I'd say A New Hope, I guess. But mm-hmm. I love Empire as well. Last Jedi, Force Awakens are also pretty high up there for me. Phantom Menace. So. Yeah. I'm not a fan the of Return of the Jedi, though. I don't like... That was my favorite as a kid, Return of the Jedi, but hmm. now it's sort of like everything with Luke in it is great, but like the Ewoks and stuff, I'm like, uh, not really into it. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I like um, episode six for different reasons. I think I like it for the... Um, um, I like Lando's part in it hmm. more than him in number five. But then I like... And I also like Luke's costume more in... Revenge, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, more me too. Than, and like, so there's, I like bits of it, but I see talk, what you mean. You know, talk about it. impressive effects, by the way. Like that, that ending, like that ending battle at the Death Star in Return of the Jedi mm. is just like, I find that so amazing. Like, imagine that there are all separately filmed models and there's like so much going on. It's like, yeah. Like for me, like modern, like CGI, even though that's an art of itself, it just, even though that compete. probably it, it it takes a similar amount of time, it 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 can't like it isn't as impressive for me. Mm. Even though yeah. it's it's probably like a lot of time went into that as well. But mm-hmm. like seeing like the, the the battle like the battle at the end of Avengers Endgame or the Rise of Skywalker, for instance, like it isn't as impressive as like yeah. all those models and mm. and matte paintings and stuff. It's like wow. No, I agree. I was watching. Um, we watched Batman Begins last uh, night before last. We watched Dark Knight last night, and you can tell the practical effects. You know, they actually flipped a lorry over and stuff. It, you know, it just looks much better than when you know they're doing anything CGI. Hundred percent. You know, always going to be one for practical effects, and Star Wars pioneered that. I think that's what goes a bit unnoticed with Star Wars is in each of the trilogies they've kind of pioneered their own their own things in a way maybe not in the last one i don't you know what i could say there but in in the prequel trilogy with jar jar binks you know pioneered yeah. mocap like it was never really done before mocap suits and you know like, and now I, it's I, I believe even there's a story like i believe in like phantom Menace uses more miniature effects than like the original trilogy combined so like people say it's oh it's, it's a mm. cgi mess and it's like it isn't there's like so much yeah, model work still going on. Mm-hmm. I actually went to an expo once where they had like uh, that was kind of fun, like the um, the crowd at the bot race, where you like yeah. see that like the bot that was a model, and like all the crowd members were like sticks of like, and they just were like like colored sticks, and they had like a wind blower beneath it to make them move. But yeah. that's that was CGI. That was just like a model of like sticks being the people. It's like that's so great. Like I I, mm-hmm. I I love stuff like that, and those filmmaking stuff. Yeah, and talking about stuff we love, we go to the next uh, question. What's your favorite Star Wars character? Favorite? We split in it by hero and villain. It's very hard to choose favorite character. Uh, Would you want just one? Yeah, that's all right. Mm, so close, but I'm gonna have to say oh, Anakin Skywalker hmm. is my favorite good guy. <laughs> I, I from from when we you know we when you're young when I was young watching it you were, you were a kid it's practically my age you know the kid in episode one was practically my age so it was like nice it was relatable you know you was literally him and I think I'll try spinning that's a good yeah. trick <laughs> I don't like sand <laughs> it gets coarse and rough and gets everywhere <laughs> you'll be a man, teenage dropper years of Attack of the Clones <laughs> and the children too <laughs> they're like yeah. animals. <laughs> and I slaughtered them like animals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think Anakin would be mine. I relate to him. Like I said, I was playing with my brother with the, the whole high ground scene. And I would be Anakin. I hate you. <laughs> you know? So you had your limbs cut mm-hmm. off by your brother? And yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying on the floor. Like he'd be on top of the settee. Like, I hate you. And he, I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> he was like, you were my brother, James. Yeah, I loved yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with our plastic lightsabers that would light up. Um... Yeah, Anakin would be mine. I think growing up, I dressed up as him multiple times at kids' part, you know, birthday parties and stuff we'd go to or whatever. Anakin would be my favorite hero, my favorite villain. It's very hard to choose, but I was fooled really as a as a kid in terms of not really understanding that Darth Sidious was was Palpatine. 
Um, or was it still Chancellor? Me too. Yeah. So I, I'm, Even I'm though it's, gonna... it's very obvious when you watch it now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but I'm very... Like, who I'm, could I, it I be? Have to say, <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be Palpatine now. Especially the fact that he's in all... Not all nine, but in all three trilogies. Good. In some form. I yeah. like your choice, James. <laughs> he's just a perfect villain, you Let know. Let the hate flow through <laughs> you. <laughs> But, so technically my favorite character is Vader and thing because you know I did like Anakin Skywalker but but no I think Good. Vader's a close <laughs> you do it so well you do it so well you do do it so well um, but no Palpatine my favorite villain 100% I think yeah what about yours mm. now for me favorite hero it's, it's going to be either Han Solo or R2-D2 I just love R two D two. It's like it's so like R two D two is like Star Wars for me. If you, yeah. if Star if Star Wars were to have like a mascot, it would be R two D two in my mm-hmm. opinion. And Han yeah. Solo is just like it's just cool. Like like Han Solo is sort of like James Bond. Like I feel like every guy wants to be like Han Solo when they mm. watch the film because he has a nice ship. He has he has a Wookiee co pilot. He's like he's like he's like dashing. He's like he's like flirting with Princess Leia and like he's yeah. just cool. Like. And then in the sequels, he actually get, gets good development as well, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. Han Solo gets good development in New Hope and Empire, and then in Return of the Jedi, they kind of don't know what to do with him, which is one of the big reasons why I'm not really a big fan of Return of the Jedi. But then in The Force Awakens, he actually gets some good development, I think, which yeah. is why I like him over there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and R2-D2 is just like... I know R two D is just like fun, and it's like it's the icon of Star Wars, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, favorite villain? I find it hard because on one hand I want to say Darth Vader, just because he's like he's the villain, you know. It's like hmm. he's probably one of the most recognizable figures in the world, I guess. Yeah. But I also really like Kylo Ren. Hmm. So it's I'm gonna say Vader just because like. Without Vader. Darth Vader, you wouldn't have Kylo Ren, but Kylo Ren is really yeah. high up there for me. Yeah. I remember you and Kylo... Yeah. I don't know how to do it anymore. I had like a trick with my microphone. Like, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I will finish what you've started. That sounds like yeah. I remember here and I in, um, in the theater for the first time. I remember because it's like one of the first scenes when you know he came down off the ramp at the, yeah. the villagers and Jakku and like, I remember when like, oh go- my god <laughs> I remember when going to see Force Awakes I said to someone like there's no way that they're gonna top Darth Vader because Darth Vader is just so cool and such a good bad guy but also like he's not just pure evil he has like a difficult mm-hmm. story and then I saw Color and I was like holy cow they <laughs> they really did it yeah it's not like a Count Dooku who's like uh General Grievous, which is just funny, in my opinion. Such a compelling villain. He, he was, and I remember seeing the first promo shots of like Force Awakens when obviously we didn't know anything about him. We knew Adam Driver was playing him, and um, when we saw all of the outfits and stuff and the posters, and I was like, "Oh, this looks, this is good." I remember at the end of it, we you know of the, the forest scene, which is our HDR test scene mm, now that we do yeah. use with new TVs and stuff. Um, but no. Um, I remember that scene. I remember being in the cinema like, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him. I didn't want it to be like uh, episode one, episode two, episode three. Yeah. It was like Maul, Dooku and, uh, you know, well, Dooku, I guess. It was like different villains, for, especially with Maul. They killed him off in the first, well, did they kill him off? Well, they didn't. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, I didn't want him to kill him off. Like, he played the, the three, three movies, which... Uh, yeah, what's a smart thing to do? Mm. That's also the thing I wish they did in the prequels. Like, I have, I've read like, people rewriting those where like Darth Maul is the main villain of the prequels and it works quite well actually and mm-hmm. they kind of did it with Clone Wars so yeah I wish they kept Maul in the for, you know episode 2 maybe episode, I mean, I mean they, they redeemed it by the animated series I guess his character and you know Solo I guess the end of Solo yeah so. that, 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 that felt a bit weird just because like if you haven't seen Clone Wars you would be like huh where, where, where yeah, does yeah. this come from I was there I was it all Link but yeah, no, it's uh, interesting. We have one final uh, question. What's, what are some of your favorite Star Wars memories? Like mm. when you interact with the franchise or something happened or whatever. Uh, it's going to have to be um, the Force Awakens launch. 
the live um, midnight show in. I was work. I worked in a, in a cinema. I didn't work the night. I actually was off, but just being there, you know, you know, it was. We had seats reserved, and you know, uh, everything about it was just so exciting. I had actually had a. I think it was an Amazon screw up. <laughs> the soundtrack delivered that day mm. before watched the film. So um, I already seen the track listing of the soundtrack, obviously on the back of the <laughs> before watching the film. So I seen a song called "Torn Apart." You know, mm. I'm, I'm torn apart. I'm being torn like, apart. Yeah, and then Ray's theme. So I was like, mm. I, I just That's reading nice that, and I was like, oh, you know, Leo's theme. Ooh, what's, what have they done here? You know, and it, it was just the whole hype of that day. And I remember, like, my girlfriend came with me, and it was just like. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. It's not going to bed now because it was like, should we go to bed? Should we not? What's like? Do you mean? So it was like, oh, let's go to pizza. So we sat in pizza at like ten o'clock, eating pizza, <laughs> and then like it was what just, time like, did, you, did you like watch it during the day or in the evening or no? It was midnight. Midnight. Yeah, mm. the day. Came so like out, the first yeah. show in, first first show in. Yeah, I did it in um, uh, X Plus. They branded as which basically is Dolby Atmos, not IMAX, but yeah, pretty cool, very good, and. I saw it nine times after. So I think Force Awakens Cinema, for me, I was old enough to obviously go to the theatre my own back and, you know, all that and um, invest in it, you know, as much time as I wanted to. And then working in it as well. I used to work, work in cinema, obviously. So I was working around it, all the cups and stuff, yeah. like everything about that. I was just, you know, all the, all the posters and I was working it. You know, I don't know what they called the. They have a secret name for the movies Disney did. I can't. I, mm. I don't know if it was like Project Rose or something. Yeah, I want to say Rose. I want to say Rose, or Pink Pink Rose. Was that for the Last Jedi? Perhaps with Rose. Something like one of them was. I'm sure it was because the tubes would come in. If you imagine, like of all the posters, and they wouldn't have like Star Wars Last Jedi poster on it. It'd have like mm. Pink Rose or something. But Disney stickers. Well, that, didn't, that didn't happen over here. Oh, At least not we, as far we, as I know. Yeah, they used to, for the big movies, like if it was like, I don't know, 22 Jump Street, it just, you know, just be, you know, the the, bait, the, the not so popular movies or whatever. But whenever it was Star Wars, I remember it, like the man. Marvel, like, the like movies like that. Yeah, yeah, those, like, that's what I mean. But I remember the posters coming in for Star Wars, Force Awakens, it was like, oh, posters here, we can open them at this time. So it was all standing around, like, opened it, and it was just literally the star poster with just mm. Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It was no, like, characters on there. Yeah. Oh, it was so suspenseful. It was just like, oh. Is that I remember, it? <laughs> you know? I remember actually when I like when I went to watch Force Awakens, I like I I had to work during the day because I was doing an internship, mm. so like I had to work the whole day, and then in the evening I'd go to the movie at like nine o'clock. But I remember like I, I just didn't want to go online that day because I didn't want to read any spoilers at all. Mm. So I was just sitting there like, like blocked Twitter and I like blocked like everything because I didn't want to get spoiled and I didn't get spoiled, so that was nice. But also like that. The premiere experience was really good. With like people were dressed up, and in mm. the cinema they were playing like the Star Wars team and Duel of the Fates, and people nice. were excited. It, I think that is one of my favorite Star Wars experiences as well. And yeah. also just like I went to like Star Wars expos where they had like the props, which was really cool. And I went to Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim, which was like amazing. I mm-hmm. actually flew the Millennium Falcon. I sat in like the chair that Han Solo sits in so that was uh, nice nice and also like just st- stuff in the past like just going I, I remember like when um, around the Revenge of the Sith released I like I went to the toy store and they had the toys they had like the new action figures for remember they had like uh, they had a Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber that like vibrated when you like contacted another lightsaber with it yeah uh, and you had an action figure of Anakin Obi-Wan Darth Vader and Yoda and I was with my mom, and I was like, "Mom, mom, these are these are the new these are the new Revenge of the Sith toys." And she was like, "All right, I'll get those for you." So I got the toys and the lightsaber, and I was like so happy. And that was like the first merchandise. Like I didn't even know it was out yet. Mm. It was like the first merchandise for Revenge of the Sith. Nice. That's good so memories. I, 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 yeah, it's good. Like I, um, I had a tooth out, <laughs> and um, I was really ill, feeling really down. And my mum got me the actual. VHS of Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. So I look at that and I think, yeah, it's good memories. You know, I was off school, but I had a tough out. <laughs> I was like really ill and, you know, but um, 
yeah no, star wars is a massive part of my life it's been a massive part of my life it's allowed me to be myself without getting too deep you know because i really enjoy it and i think with things like star wars you can get as let's just say you could get judged for liking it especially as a 28 year old man um you you can in society nowadays people have a lot to say about other people and i think for me it's allowed me to be myself it's allowed me to um you know, enjoy enjoy something openly. I, I don't care about what people think about if that I like it and if I want to buy Funko yeah, Pop too. toys or stuff. You know, it, it, I enjoy it, so that's all that matters. Um, so yeah, it's, it's massive part of my life. I, I feel though there was more type of judgment like that before Disney bought it, because now that's one thing that kind of mm. irritates me. Like, as soon as Disney bought, now everyone's a Star Wars fan. Everyone's like, oh, I've watched the movies for years. And I was like, that was, uh, sometimes I'm a bit like, it's cool that people like it now, but it's like, don't act like you've always loved it just because yeah. Disney bought it now. Mm-hmm. But like, for me, it's like, uh, I'm just a fan of the films. I don't really buy the merchandise that much anymore. Like I said, I kind of stopped with that. But I find it like amazing, like how dedicated some people are, even like those, the cosplayers that build like the whole Stormtrooper gear and stuff and like i'm I'm like amazed how 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 they can do that and that's like so accurate yeah they have like battalions and they like they're actual yeah yeah i actually worked with some of the well i didn't work with them but like they came to our cinema when i worked there because i for the rise of skywalker i was like the event organizer at my cinema Hmm. and so i went all out with like (laughs) the rise of skywalker premiere so there were like stormtroopers walking around and i had some of my stuff that i had back then in like a glass display so there were some replicas and uh guests could actually get blue milk as a welcome uh, welcome drink that i set up it was like it was just like blue uh, just milk with like a blue lemonade thing in it but yeah that was good times so <laughs> it, it, it just it just evokes a lot of nostalgia for me star wars like when you as soon as you like hear the music it's like uh you're back you know yeah like I remember yeah. once I went to Madame Tussauds in London mm-hmm. and it was like a Star Wars exhibition at the end of it. And uh, you first had to watch, uh, there was first a Marvel Avengers uh, exposition and you had to like watch a 3D movie in like a dome and then yeah. the movie ended and it was like total darkness and f- you heard like Darth Vader's breathing and then R2-D2 and battle droids and like blasters and like all the famous Star Wars sound effects. And then, like, a lightsaber came on. There was, like, a, a crew member, like, for everyone who bought the Star Wars tickets, follow me. And it was, like, yeah, it was so cool. Like, just the, this, mm-hmm. just the sound effects are, like, oh, you get, like, the chills, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's worth touching on. I don't think we... I haven't spoken enough about, like, how, what I think Disney's done with the Star Wars IP since, you know, with Rogue One, Solo. Obviously, the three movies, 7, 8, and 9, and now Mandalorian, all the other shows that are coming. I think it, it's good, though, again, this expanded universe, and I just hope that they don't confu- over-confuse it like the Marvel MCU is getting, from from my point of view. Um, but other than that, I, I'm, I'm going to watch them all. Bad Batch is launching now in two days. Guided, I won't be able to watch it on launch day. But um, next weekend, I'm going to be watching it. And it's... It's exciting. You know, it's more Star Wars content and, you know, you're learning more about this universe and not just, you know, just based on nine films, like two-hour segments or whatever. It's like expanding it further. And, you know, The Mandalorian is a great example, but like yourself, I've actually rewatched episode season two. I rewatched last, like, a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, they, they I, I don't like the, the tokenizing or we're going to bring in this character because, like, oh, they, people will recognize them or, or whatever. Like, it's, uh, oh, we're just going to use these characters. Like, let's expand it. Let's do something different. Let's actually, like, this, this is a universe we're talking about. It's, it's just, oh, it's coincidence how the, that, um, what was the woman's name in season two Mandalorian? She had the droid that was, um, that Luke declined or blew up or something. Like, that was blown oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I like that. That's kind of an Easter egg. But like, in a way, like they've reused another character. It's just an example of like, you know, well, yeah, it's nice for the fans to spot her and, and you know, but I, I want something new. I want something fresh. I want something, you know. So that's my only thing with the with how Disney take it going forwards. You know, did yeah. they just create someone like Grogu because they know they can pl- put her on a mug and they can put her on a T-shirt and they know everyone's going to love someone like Grogu. Whereas that might not be the initial vision, which it probably was, but I'm just... You know what I mean? How the characters are not just created from a marketing point of view. Yeah, it's like 
I, I get what you mean. Like there, there's there's a lot of fan service in the films and the series. Mm-hmm. I like it sometimes. In some films, I like it more than others. And like in Rogue One, I find it a bit too much, in my opinion, for instance. But I liked it in Solo, for uh, as an example. But mm-hmm. I do find that that's it's it's sort of a bit as it has become a bit too commercialized, which is weird to say because Star Wars has always been commercialized, also yeah. during the prequels. But like I I, I I make this examples sometimes. Like I'm also like a huge fan of Harry Potter, and like Star Wars was like kind of gone for a few years after the prequels, and then until the sequels, it was like it was still around. But like when you went to a toy store, there wasn't like there was just Legos, um, and it, it wasn't it wasn't like in the zeitgeist of people. No. And and then when it came back, it was special. But now it's like. Every year, there's like new content, new merchandise, new this, new that, and sort of like it sort of becomes less special in a way. And mm. that's why I compare it to Harry Potter, which like also was like gone for like a few years, but then it's now it's sort of coming back. So you now have like Lego sets, for instance, now from it, but it's still not like oh, a new Harry Potter film and new this. It's still it feels more special in that way because it's like it's still around or. Well, it's, it isn't like every year like new things and like, and I get it because it's it's Star Wars. And it, it's it's it has always been commercialized, but it's, I sort of feel like the last few has been a bit like. Well, it's, I I wouldn't say that like the movies and series are like pushed, but like the the merchandise so pushed down your throat like every month, and I I, I get it like people buy it and it it is a business, but. Mm-hmm. And it happened with the prequels as well, but it felt different back then. And I can't really explain why, but now it's just like you get like Star Wars fruit, Star Wars mugs, Star Wars plates, Star Wars toys. Like everything yeah. has a Star Wars logo on it. Like Star Wars, mm-hmm. I even saw like a Star Wars to- uh, not a toaster, but like a, something where you could like steam your vegetables in. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like like George Lucas also <laughs> did a lot of uh, commercialization of the property. But now it feels like Disney just slaps a Star Wars logo on everything. And especially then when you get like stuff like Baby Yoda and the, the Porks and BB-8 and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dio. It's like, it feels like every property has like a character in it that, that is just there to be like the new commercial. Slap on the interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like for the Volkswagen was VB8 and then the Porks and then uh, Dio and Babu Frick and now Baby Yoda it's like mm. sometimes it feels a bit like especially with like the Porks and stuff it just feels like well the Porks and stuff but like Dio is just like oh here here's a new droid so we can get new new merchandise on the shelves and I feel like the prequels had that maybe a bit with like they tried it with Jar Jar Binks but after that I think it wasn't as yeah well, maybe with the villains, but then again, like, what kid was like, oh, it's Count Dooku. It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not the same thing. But I, I still like it. I, I still, I like how Disney has handled it. Could they have done some things better, I guess, but I like it overall. Mm. I think it, I think it's in good hands. I would, I would all, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see what, like, George Lucas would have done with episode seven, eight, and nine. Um, I've read some stories about his treatment, which sounded quite interesting, actually, I think. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I still like what we got. It could have been better, for sure, but it, I, I don't hate it. We want to release the, release the Lucas cut. <laughs> oh, no, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, <clears throat> but no, no I'm, I'm, I'm done with those type of movements. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, like you take Marvel for example, with you know we've just had One Division and, and straight into Falcon, and we would have had Loki, but that's been delayed by a month. Yeah. But like, you know, I hope that it's not like you, you know with this Falcon one, you can kind of like sit back and like reflect a little bit. I hope Star Wars doesn't get like Ahsoka and then straight into Mandalorian after like eight weeks and then a week gap and then we've got Lando. You know, I hope it's not like all back to back. Like you say, you lose that value of. Yeah. I love the Mandalorian being on once a year. I'd rather each of these shows be on one season each per year, and but they're not going to do that. Are they that's Disney Plus. No. They're not going to do that. So and that's what I don't like about over expanding and and like you said, it's, it, it loses that special specialness. Then you're not waiting for something because there's always something new there, and then it's like oh, it's just Star Wars. You know, 
yeah it's that's, sort of that's the problem yeah also also related to prequels there were like three years in between movies and then in between those years you got like some video games or some books and those those video games are like they're memorable like mm. i remember like playing lego star wars or yeah like a clone wars game battlefront and now it's like there's almost like it sort of becomes less memorable because there's so much stuff like every month mm-hmm. but yeah there's games that i haven't leave, like i haven't finished yet i fall in order yeah you know? <laughs> because it's like oh, I, I probably moved on to the next thing or whatever but um yeah i get what you mean it, it, it could be a problem going forward but i guess as you say the creative side of disney i mean i'm liking what they're doing now i've liked what they did with mandalorian a new 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 character I like that um i liked what they did with um with rogue one kind of bridging two little two gaps but then also I really enjoyed Solo. Like, I don't think Solo gets enough credit for yeah. what it was. I think it's by far the most underrated Star Wars film, Solo. Yeah, yeah I love Solo. Um, everything about it is great. You know, the fact it's got a different... And John Williams is in it, but it's also partnered with a different composer, so it shows the Star Wars, especially with Mandalorian, they can, those Star Wars IPs can stand up to with different composers because obviously John Williams is not going to be doing them forever. So, you know, it's, and it's so iconic, as we said earlier, with the music and stuff. It needs I'm really to glad he managed thing. to, like, do the sequel still. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't expect to see him in another movie now. Unfortunately, you know? no, not. He's so, getting um, up there. Hmm. He's doing indie though. Never know. It depends when oh, they announce yeah. a new movie. <laughs> yeah, but so it's nice that he's doing the full thing. But I don't think he does Jurassic Park anymore. Does he? he doesn't do Jurassic World. No, that's uh, yeah, it's Chino. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I, I believe I believe like John Williams also didn't do Jurassic World or Jurassic Park Three. So oh, I think he? it was kind of done after the Lost World, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm right. not sure about that. Yeah. But that's funny because Giacchino did do Rogue One. We've had, I think, what's his name? Is it James Taylor and or John Moore and John Williams? Who who did? I can't remember. One, it was Solo. John it was Powell them. or something. Like John that. Powell. That's it. Yeah, John Powell. I knew it was um, something like that. So John Powell. We've had obviously Ludwig Göransson with um, Mandalorian. So yeah, in terms of like this, just using the music as an example, it's got to be able to evolve. You know, we've done, we've proven with directors, I guess controversially that Ryan Johnson J.J. Abrams and John Favreau but keeping in Dave Filoni um, it, 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 you've got to be able to take this IP and take it forward because if Disney's Disney's bought this for the next like well, however many years like hope, probably after we've gone you never know how long these things are going to stick around for so um, yeah that, that's also a big or not big but like a kind of issue I have like everything that's like outside of movies or like the games and like so it's, it all harkens back to the every time it harkens back to the original trilogy yeah but i would like i would like to see like an animated show that's like linked to like the sequels or to before the prequels like have like a show yeah. about how qui-gon trained obi-wan for instance like that would be cool or like mm. a video game at that time for the or video game at the time for but it's it's always about like most times it's about the period between episodes three and four and i get that's an interesting period but like now the Bad Batch is going to that. We had Fallen Order in that. And like Solo, Squadrons. Rogue One, Squadrons. Squadrons. Squadrons was that? Well, I guess Empire Time, I guess. Yeah. Squadrons was, yeah. It's... Yeah. It's I just, I, Yeah. I, I want like content. Like That's what I like about Mandalorian. That's what I really like about it. Is that it's like you see like the remnants of like the original trilogy, but then some of the designs and some of the creatures you notice from the sequel trilogy so it sort of like bridges that gap mm. and i really liked it in mandalorian like in like one of the last few episodes of the season two you see like stormtroopers landing in the ship and it's almost the exact same design as the first order stormtrooper mm. lander and it's like oh that's cool yeah. that's sort of like it bridges the gap so to say you can see where some of it's been the influences have been picked up in the different eras yeah yeah i'm, yeah. I'm really interested in what they're going to do in season three especially with that clone thing that we saw in season two and mm-hmm. well luke skywalker of course what's going to happen with uh, the child i think we see snow i do i think i i'm not sure if they're going to explicitly mention it but i think it is set up to be like a mm. precursor to snoke slash palpatine there's a reason why we saw snoke in terms of the, the movies but i think i think the we was like why did they kill him off so soon but i think it's because his story is before it's the, the tv stuff so who knows it's exciting though you know all in all for star wars it's exciting like that's a fact now in two more days we've got we've got new content albeit animated but there's new star wars content and by the end of the year we'll have 
we'll have um, Boba Fett Boba Fett show so you know that's a nice amount of Star Wars stuff but next year we'll probably have Ahsoka and or and Mandalorian <laughs> Just well, say. no, next year is Obi-Wan and Cashin Andor. Obi-Wan, sorry, yeah, Obi-Wan and Mandalorian, end of the year. And Season Andor three. as well, I believe. So there's three then. I'm really interested in Obi-Wan, like, even though that mm. is still in between episode three and four, there is, like, an interesting story there, I think. It's closer to episode three now, though, that's the problem. Like, most of the time it's, like, closer to episode four, so it's, like, more in the Empire rather than the... And it, it also hits in, like, the nostalgic feels, like... Mm. I grew up with like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen yeah. as like my Star Wars heroes. So, well, that's why I think you might like the Bad Batch because Bad Batch is more in the trailer anyway. It seemed to be literally Order sixty six. Like, you know, you might like yeah, it because it may be more closer to the clones than. than I, I, I wasn't really into that like the, the Bad Batch arc in like the last season of Clone Wars. So mm. I'm not sure. I'm I'm gonna watch it, but. I'm not like, oh, I can't wait. Mm. Like, you know it's in I mean? Dolby like, Vision, and it's in Atmos. It's going to be good. <laughs> Just watch it for that. <laughs> but, I, uh, I am going to watch it, but... Yeah. You'll probably watch it for me. So Yeah. <laughs> exciting, exciting. Well, that's, uh, I think that wraps about things up, right? Yeah. Sounds, that's a good show. Good show to come yeah. back on. So now it's up to you, now it's up you. you to, chose, uh, to choose next week's subject. Mm. Next week's subject. Yeah, do you know what? A- we have a list of possible subjects in our note. So we I'm do, gonna yeah. choose I'm just gonna choose a random one of those. And one that pulled out to me is dating. <laughs> Let's oh, get life. deep. Let's get deep into our love lives that we've had over the years. Oh, I don't man. really know much about Bram then. We've had... Um, well, there's not read. much to tell. That's the thing about <laughs> it. <laughs> but you've got a week. You've got a week to sort it out. <laughs> Provide us updates next week. Yeah. Yeah, dating. D- dating appeals to me there. Dating. Right. Let's do dating. Well, <laughs> I'm going to prepare for next week. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you, James, for your time and your stories. Thank you. And you'll hear from us again next week. Have a nice week. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>